It is Thursday, the 14th. Yeah, it is Thursday, the 14th of January. No, ano do noso senhor, 2021. Or as it could be called in a horrifically unfunny or unclever way, week 54 of the year 2020. <laughs> I saw that, and it was like, wow, that is fucking terrible. Uh, shit continues to swirl out of control like a rest toilet. Uh, rest toilet? Oh, see, joke wasn't even good, and I fucked it up. <clears throat> shit continues to swirl out of control like a rest stop toilet, but I remain hopeful that eventually this roller coaster can stop, we can all get off, and just puke all over the place. None of that made any sense at all. Minute into this shit, and I've, I've fucked up Four or five times. Go figure. It's basically how the program goes, right? All of that and way more on episode 58, the Jonathan Papelbon episode. Pap was a weird dude for a solid 10 seasons. The guy was pretty much nails, even more so. The uh, 06 through 09 seasons uh, were elite. Those were elite closer years for Pap. Excellent playoff pitcher. His only blemish was the uh, 2009 team that couldn't get past an Angels team that was just okay. Eh. He sort of unraveled at the end. He tried to choke out Bryce Harper, but I would guess that he gets a pass for that. I just think that Har Harper probably gets on people's nerves. I don't know. I could be I could be way off, but he gives the, hey, man, I'm way better than you type of impression. That was a lousy Bryce Harper. I don't even know what the fucking guy sounds like. Anyways, this is Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. I have a, there's a tingling in my trousers and it's not a good one. Sounds good. Let me put on some chapstick real quick. No offense, but you are a stupid asshole. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? Hello. And welcome to the show. As always, to, to the four of you that listen, thank you. Again, uh, I come into the show today uh, with basically nothing planned. I started trying to script the show on Monday, came up with nothing, tried again on Tuesday, rewrote the open for the third time, and eventually just left the garbage that you've just heard. Not good. Not good. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. Uh, not creative at all this week, as if, as if I was creative ever. I'm not. At all. But, you know, c'est la vie, am I right? <laughs> uh, I followed up on some uh, interview requests and still have come up empty. I do have another friend coming on, uh, on next week's show, um, who I think will be very interesting and hopefully very fun. No, she'll be funny. Confident. 
I'm confident that it's going to be interesting, and I'm also confident that it should be funny. So, fingers crossed. Um, I'm shooting for the moon in some cases, really. But in others, I'm, I'm legitimately confused as to why they wouldn't come on. Now, look. Nobody. Okay? I've sent out requests via Instagram, Twitter, and email. Now, if when I send out a request via one of those platforms, right, they can do a quick uh, click of the of the account and see just how much following I have. Now, in the in the Twitter case, I had somebody say, "Well, you only have twenty eight followers." Like, yeah, and uh, you know what? You have a you have a few thousand, and I'm guessing. Half of that is crap. It's Twitter. Half of it's crap. And uh, nothing. You know, it, it, maybe I shouldn't be a dick, but in a couple of cases, I said, "Yeah, I know. I'm trying to trying to get this off the ground, trying to build some traction." You know, and I think there's a fit here. Um, you know, it, it, it's like, look, got something to promote. I mean, any audience, even four people, is a good audience. You know, comics know that. And, I, and the problem is I've asked a couple of, of comics, small-time local comics. Again, not naming names because I'm not that guy. Um, it's like, hey, you're doing something or you're doing nothing or you have past stuff that you want to talk about, whatever. I don't understand what the problem is. You tell two friends, they tell two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. So it works. So I'm trying to do 58 shows in. That's why I say at the end of this thing every time, tell your friends. None of you do, but still, you know, I'm going to say it in the hopes that maybe that'll change. I don't know. I shouldn't get worked up about it, but... Um, I knew going in, it was really a shot in the dark, so be it, you know, whatever. Not going to serve me to complain about it. I'm just filling time here. Serve me and my terrible show very well to, to harp on it, but um, if you know anybody that's promoting anything, let me know. Maybe maybe they want to talk, who knows, we'll see. It'd be nice, again, love having guests. Guests are fun, you know, I enjoy it. Uh, what else? Went to the doctor yesterday, and uh, I'm incredibly healthy for a fat guy. Knock on wood. The blood pressure is still high, but it's controlled and hereditary. My diet is not that bad. In part, and I know this because my cholesterol is still exceedingly low. It is very low. Um, 82. I mean, that's... Every time the doctor sees me and he looks at that number, he's like, I, I can't believe it. Well, I know, I'm, I'm fat. But my diet's not that bad. It really isn't. Um, I was told again, and I've been told this my whole life, and it's funny how now it's really starting to click, but he said um, that I have an outstanding hemoglobin. It's such a relief when the doctor gives you like a serious look and says, uh, David, you have the hemoglobin of a teenager. Well, thanks, doc. It means a lot. 
I have to say, honestly, I've been doing uh, pretty good over the past few months with physical exercise. So the next step for me is to improve the diet. Now, look, my breakfast is fine. My lunch is fine. I would say, I would say one lunch per week is like a, I'm not even going to call it a shitty lunch, but a shitty-ish lunch, you know? Sometimes I don't eat lunch at all. Breakfast is always the same. Breakfast is usually, if I have avocados, it's avocado on an English muffin. Fuck, so good. Otherwise, rice cakes, peanut butter, cinnamon. A couple of those. That's breakfast. Coffee, water, boom. Fantastic. But, I, I look, I know I need to improve. So, I think I'm going to try... Not not a diet, per se, but just changing the way I eat. So one of the things I was reading about was the uh, Mediterranean style of eating, and it'd be good for the old ticker. So I'll keep you all informed, as if you actually fucking care. I know you don't. But, again, my show. Uh, so I'm going to tell you anyway. Because that's, again... It's, it's it's what I do. But again, I know you don't care. It's fine. It's cool. I get it. I get four listeners. Uh, some of you still haven't listened to my last episode from last week, which uh, was meh. But there were some good moments in there. I thought my 2020 year in review was very good. I got some positive feedback from a listener on that. So thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate that. But, you know... Uh, again, tell your friends. At any rate, let's find something to talk about, shan't we? Uh, let's start with the aftermath of last week's insurrection. I like the word insurrection, which is why I use it. And until an actual investigation is completed, or even takes place for that matter, it can't really be called um, what I think is what, you know, it really is, which is an attempted coup. Uh, the people that were present, I think, were about 50% of aware of what they were doing, and the other 50% was there, um, you know, because they just love the president, yay! Um, and just lending support to the outlandish stories that continue to be bandied about, all these, all this bullshit that's being spread. Uh, I'd love to know what it would take for so many... Uh, in the GOP to admit that none of their stories are true. Like, what what sort of evidence do they need? You know, the... Oh, fuck, I just did that stupid clicky mouth thing again. Fuck. Sorry. See, now I, now I lose the juice, you know? It was moving. It's gone. So let me backtrack. I'd love to know what it would take for so many in the GOP to admit that none of these stories are, are actually true. Uh, those that are sort of leading the charge, like uh, sexual assault advocate Gymnasium Jim Jordan, allegedly, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz. That man Ted Cruz can suck my balls. Josh Hawley, amongst others, who are leading the charge toward... I mean, nothing, really. What is the end game here? There's literally nothing that could be done at this point with regards to the election. Nothing. Yet they continue to peddle this trash in the hopes of what exactly? Uh, 
Josh Hawley I can kind of understand because, uh, you know, he's getting his haunches up and he thinks he can run for president in, in 2024. Uh, all right, have at it, Josh. You know, go nuts. See what happens. Just seems like they just keep pedaling along to keep this rabid base satiated and say just enough to try and not have the FBI sniff around. You know what I mean? What's that? Look, I, I won't even pretend to know how all this will play out. But what I do know for sure is that if you fuck around and break into the Capitol, assault and kill police officers, storm the Senate floor, carry flex cuffs while screaming for the Speaker of the House, smear shit on the walls of a federal building, participate in an attempt to overthrow the government, or incite all of those actions, there should be Absolutely be uh, repercussions for that. You can't have law and order only when you think it benefits you. That's the part that I don't seem to to get. You know, we had all the uh, support from that side for, for law enforcement. And the minute they try to do their fucking job, it's like, oh, fuck you, traitors, man. Sure, okay. It's it's very intelligent on your part. The other funny part is that uh, right now, the right is all like, uh, oh, we must have unity and calm and put aside our differences for the good of the nation. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit, honestly. Where was that shit over the summer? We're back in March when this pandemic was about to rain shit on everyone. Unity. Fuck you and your unity. It's such a... What a cliched talking point bullshit. And look, the other side's got fucking talking points today, too. And we fucking heard it all uh, yesterday, I'm sorry, uh, at the at the impeachment hearing, which... Ugh. But, like, look, the only thing that most pol- politicians want united is themselves and their ever-perilous grip on power that they seem to think that they have. And now we await... Senate to do what they need to do, but that's going to take God knows how long. He'll be out of office by the time that's... And and look, by the time he's out of office, you're going to see all kinds of fucking shit come down. Uh, The Attorney General of New York is just salivating with being able to charge this guy with all kinds of fucking shit. And look, if if it comes to light that he did all this shit, I mean, fuck, throw the book at him. It sucks. And this is the thing that drives me crazy, okay? I don't want to to hate the president of the United States. Why the fuck would anybody want that? You don't want that. That's insane. This is a great country. We live in a great country. Full of great people. And to have that feeling is so disheartening. It is it is so depressing. Nobody wants that. Yet there's so many people that just fucking... They're so mad. And they don't even know what the fuck they're mad about. That's the other part that gets me. If you haven't heard this clip, listen to this clip. This is good stuff. I hope you're fucking happy and sad, you fucking little piss pants pieces of shit. Ooh, we're gonna storm the Capitol! Let's storm the Capitol! We're patriots! You're a fucking coward! Patriots. Jesus Christ. 
fucking idiots that I played high school football with wearing a goddamn American flag bandana talking about, we gotta get up there and storm. We gotta take our country back. From what? From fucking what? What are you so goddamn upset about? What has anyone ever done to you? You fucking entitled piece of shit. Don't you ever fucking call me one again. Don't you ever say, Corey, you fucking snowflake. You're a liberal. That means that y'all look, look, look. What? Want some people to not be sick every now and then? Is this the thing that you can't fucking stand? So you've got to get in your goddamn fucking piece of shit Ford F-150 you got from your dad, drive it to D.C. and pitch a fucking fit? Is that what it is? Is it healthcare? Is is it still with the fucking guns? Is that what? What is it? You said Obama was taking them. Eight fucking years ago you said that. Nothing. What is it that this country hasn't fucking given you? You literally got escorted out of the Capitol building aside from the ones that they had to fucking shoot. Is that what it takes? Did you just want to be a fucking martyr? God, you're so fucking pathetic. Do you not ever just sit there and think, my kids are going to see this. My grandkids are going to see this. They're going to put it in the textbook and you're going to look like the dumbest motherfucker in the world. Nobody will give a shit about Watergate. Nobody. That is fucking... Dude, I'm out of breath from how stupid y'all are. What is it that this country doesn't give you that you think you have to do some bullshit like this? But when you see a fucking black person actually get shot, no gun in their hands, nothing. Oh, they should just comply. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. What is your goddamn problem? Quit giving... Just quit embarrassing me, man. I want my fucking country back. How about that? God damn it. Fuck y'all, you fucking cowards. I'm sure you've seen that by now. I hope you've seen that by now. That is uh, a comic uh, by the name of Corey Ryan Forrester, who I was a fan of prior to that. Uh, funny dude, smart guy. He has an alter ego, uh, a fake wrestling persona called the Buttercream Dream, which is just fucking hilarious. Um... But everything he said in that was uh, was correct, and you know he's, he feels uh, very similar to me, except he explained it and said things a lot more eloquently. Uh, he lives in a uh, a town in Georgia. I think it's um, Cacamangus. I think is is uh, is where he's from, Cacamangus, Georgia. I think that's the name of the Cacamangus, Georgia. Did I say it wrong. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Here I am trying to look. Oh, let's try to figure out where he's from so I can explain it to the audience. Like, oh, where is he from? Whatever. Uh, it's somewhere in northern Georgia. And I can't remember the name of the fucking town. But whatever. It's a small fucking red redneck town. Chickamauga. Chickamauga, Georgia. Alright. Kangamangus is in New Hampshire. Fuck y'all. Fuck, I just said y'all. Yeah, but I was doing a southern accent, so whatever. Uh, Chickamauga, Georgia. North Georgia. Alright. I was correct. Huzzah. Anyways, alright. Let's go back to the toy aisle. 
Okay, let's get off of serious shit. Let's talk about the James Harden trade from yesterday. Holy shitballs. If you don't like sports, skip the rest of this fucking episode. Nah, not the rest, but the next 10 minutes or so. Look, first things right off the bat. James Harden is fucking fat. That's right. He is fat. Fat. He's fat. Good for him. You know, you can get away with that thing, with with, with shit like that when you're, you know, uh, genetically superior, um, young, and athletic. But the Nets just love to go for broke, regardless of who owns the team, who's making the decisions. Of course, they they tried this similar tact years ago with KG and Pierce, only to find out that they were old. Weird. So they're trying again with a, a younger, um, albeit crazier, bunch of people. And it it's funny because I was going to talk about Kyrie today anyways, and then, then this came down because... Uh, Kyrie's been fucking batshit crazy for the last week or so. He's been that way for the last six, seven years, but uh, more than that, probably. Who knows? He's what? He's going to be 29, I think I saw, in a few months. Wild, only 29. But, I mean, that kid, he could be certifiably nuts, as in he needs medication. He could be Pure talent-wise in the league, top five player. Just talent-wise. When he's on, he's phenomenal. And he's great to watch. If he's on your team. If he's on the other team, it's annoying. but Because he's good. But he's a head case. And he has been for years when he was in Cleveland. Uh, It was about LeBron and he couldn't handle it. Well, yeah, dude. He's the second best player of all time and way better than you. Second best player. Second best. In Boston, when he was here, it worked for a bit, and then he got hurt, and they got better. So he cried about it and left for Brooklyn. And he was hurt most of last year, and then uh, was at the forefront of canceling the season after, after the Rona. Very shrewd on his part. So then he bails... Uh, on the team last week for, quote, personal reasons, end quote, uh, but apparently didn't call the team to tell them he wouldn't be traveling with them to a game. And then shortly after, excuse me, that's why I can't eat dinner before I do this. It's gross. Um, And then he decides, well, he's going to attend... Uh, a birthday party for his sister and his father with a bunch of his and, and her friends. And there was a video that came out, and guess what? They were all maskless. <laughs> Egads. And now, it seems as if he doesn't like Steve Nash, his coach. How the fuck do you not like Steve Nash? He loves soccer and he's Canadian. What's not to love? Well, Kyrie don't anymore for some ungodly reason. And apparently his relationship with former best friend Kevin Durant is on the outs as well. 
Uh, wouldn't shock anyone if he just decides not to play for the rest of the year. Although I, I talked to a friend today uh, about the trade who, who seems to think, oh, he'll be back for the playoffs because he loves attention. If I'm Kevin Durant at that point, I'm telling him to fucking pound sand. Like, don't even bother, dude. Like, why? Why? For what? Quite frankly, I hope he comes back tomorrow. And I hope they try to, to play the three of these guys together because it'll, it, it, it'll be fun. I read on Twitter that uh, Kyrie and, and Kanye are very similar. And that kind of made some sense. Two guys who crave attention with a god complex. Needless to say, though, I'm, I'm very curious to watch the Nets flame out in a variety of different ways in the next six months, in the next six years. Like, it's just, that's no way to run a franchise. If they go out and they win a title this year, then good for you. You made the right decision. Who gives a fuck about the future? You just won a title. For the Nets. For the New Jersey Nets. Don't give me that Brooklyn shit. It's New Jersey. An ABA team. Ugh. Gross. But, right. Let's go back to James Harden being fat. He's fat. He came out last night, or the night before, Tuesday night. Wednesday night? Might have been Tuesday night. I can't remember. Anyways, came out for warm-ups, and, and the, the Rockets were wearing an alternate jersey. So he comes out rocking the baby blue uh, warm-up gear, which, by the way, fire. Absolute fire. Like, I would rock that shit all day. Uh, great. Just a, a wonderful... Uh, get up. However, I might actually look better in that than James Harden did the other night. Oh, man. It was not good. But guess what? The guy clearly doesn't give a fuck. Like, he wanted out of Houston so bad that he just fucking ate Whataburger in and out fucking constantly. And more power to him. I mean, he's a young man. I just said that. He's only in his early 30s. It'll only take him a couple months to drop all that shit. But fuck, it'd be fun to watch him huff and puff up the up up and down the court. Uh, Jeff Green getting all pissed off at him because he fucked up because he's fat. <laughs> I'm always amused when athletes get get fat or super thin. It usually happens in retirement, so... I think I've talked about this before, uh, back in episode 45, the Pedro Martinez episode. I talked about when, when, when he retired, he fucking just fucking ate and drank. He looked like he got stung by a bee year round. Offensive linemen, when they retire, they, they lose like a hundred pounds in six months. They're just, they're built differently. So these things, these things can happen to people like that. Weird. Well, I find it amusing. But yeah, this this trade's going to be it's going to be scrutinized and reviewed and talked about for a long time. Apropos of nothing, really. Uh, but did you know that Dennis Rodman's daughter is a soccer superstar? I didn't either. I had no clue. 
the uh, National Women's Soccer League draft was yesterday. And his daughter was the second overall pick in the draft. She's only a freshman in college. Crazy, huh? And she's on the national team. Had no idea. Apparently, she's very good. 18. Yeah, 18. Not that that matters, but I don't know. Weird. I just found it funny. I saw that today. I was like, oh, wow. No fucking idea. Anywho, it is, uh, as it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. Uh, this is a short show. I mean, I've, I've kept you guys for way too long over the course of the last few weeks. Um, next week will be a longer show because I have an interview. So we're going to keep it brief today and, and hopefully gather some more listeners. I doubt it, but we'll see. So gripe number one, Christmas lights left up and on way after the holiday. Folks, it's the 14th of January. Christmas was three weeks ago. It's time to let it go. If you don't want to take them down, I kind of understand that. That's just, that's sheer laziness, and I can understand it. In fact, I get it. I would do the same. I don't put up Christmas lights. Because I refuse. My wife does it. So, you know, if you want to take them down, you want to leave them up, fine, whatever. But the problem is you can't put them on. Don't turn them on. Are you so proud of your handiwork that you still want to share it with the world? Well, guess what? I assure you. No one gives a solitary fuck how great you think your Christmas light display is. No one. Not a soul. And I challenge you to tell me otherwise. Because you're not celebrating anything anymore. The moment has passed. Move on. Build a bridge. No one cares. Gripe number two. Excuse me. Uh, People who wear hiking boots when they're not hiking... Why? Is that your only available footwear? Sure, they're designed for comfort when uh, literally walking on rugged terrain, but the office or the sidewalker, neither. Not, I'm not even sure why this bothers me, but it does. So it, honestly, it's been, uh, you know, it's been sitting in my phone on my list forever. And, it, and I was trying to remember where it came from. And I remembered I used to work with somebody uh, worked in the office, and, and this kid wore fucking hiking boots uh, into the office every day, and I never understood why. Oh, I walked to work. So what? Where are you coming from? The fucking Blue Hills, dude? You don't need those. Change them. Bring another pair of shoes. It's almost as bad as the fucking people who wear flip-flops in the office. Ugh, gross. Like, it's just fucking stupid. Hiking boots, flip-flops are always ugly. If they're not used in the proper context. Look, I'm being petty, but who cares? It's sort of the fucking point. It's a stupid fucking show, and this is a a gripe that I have with society. It's a societal gripe. Hiking boots. Fuck off. Gripe number three. Uh, 
cancel culture. The Republican talking point du jour yesterday. This phrase needs to go. It needs to go. I hate the idea of people not getting a second chance in life when they fuck up. I hate that. One mistake should not define you forever. One mistake. If you make the same mistake multiple times, well, you're fucked. It's defined you. However, there are always consequences for your actions. Always. Sometimes they don't come to fruition as often as, as they should. Or maybe it takes a while for them to, to actually uh, come to light. But the more normal portion of society, which is indeed the vast, vast majority, aren't looking to immediately cast aspersions on people at the slightest drop of a hat. They're not. Try to remember that Twitter and social media as a whole is not real life. It's not. It's about 20% of the population. Okay? So, um... Having having said that, if you if you say or do something shitty, you may have to face the fact that other people aren't going to like it. Now, the the kicker is, when you make these uh these statements or, or do these things, you may not think it's shitty. Well, if society thinks it's shitty, it's not always true. Because the, the old phrase goes, "The masses are asses." But the masses should, you know, nine times out of ten can sort through and figure out what's shitty. Like the whole Me Too movement, for example. You never heard somebody... The examples weren't, uh, oh, one time this guy did this. It was always, this guy did this multiple times. So, you don't you, you shouldn't get that second chance. Some people do, but it's to find you. You should be canceled. Now, does that mean that you shouldn't be able to earn a living or, or live or whatever? No, but again, there's there's I keep going back to this. There's consequences for your actions and for what you do. There's consequences. That's the <laughs> you can't you can't stand up there and say multiple times multiple people that that people are being canceled for their opinions they're not they're not other people are going to hate it but capitalist america is too this notion that the first amendment rights are being denied because twitter and facebook and youtube or whatever <clears throat> are pulling stuff. Oh, fuck. Woof. Yikes. Uh, are pulling stuff off of their sites is foolish. If if the government, if a government, government, state, local, whatever, throws you in jail or arrests you for something you say, your First Amendment rights have been violated. If Twitter boots you off their platform for something you said, it's because you're an asshole 
And when you signed up for an account, you clicked to agree to their terms of service. Buried in that fine print says that they can send you packing whenever they see fit. And sure, it occasionally sucks, and sometimes it's bullshit. But again, there are consequences for your actions and for that bullshit. If you say something that other people agree with, doesn't make it right. And to say that you or someone else is being canceled for their opinions is meaningless. Doesn't mean anything. I saw a great uh, uh, post today, a comparison where when you go into the convenience store and it says no shirt, no shoes, no service. They have the, the right to deny you service because you're not following their rules, the business's rules. That is not a First Amendment violation. You're not being canceled. They're telling you to get the fuck out of their store because you're being a douchebag. That's it. These are called consequences, and it really shouldn't be that difficult to understand. Yet, here we are. That is all for the show, folks. As always, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen and indulge me in some small fashion. And as always, I ask that you tell your friends. Please, share with them the, uh, the brief moments of, of joy and the occasional levity that I hope you, you glean from this program. I hope. If you've made it this far and you're hearing my words now, thank you. I appreciate you for sticking around. means a lot. Um, it would also mean a lot if you went to the Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod, and followed me on Twitter. Or if you went to the Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod, and followed me on Instagram and told your friends about that. You can go to Facebook. I have a Facebook page, but again, fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't use because I'm a dick. I'm a lazy dick. And there are consequences for that. You know what the consequence is? Nobody gives a fuck or listens to my show. Look at that. Hmm? Um, I have a voicemail line. Call in. Oh, I had. I got one, too, this week. Oh, this was good. Fuck. Well, I'll save it for another time. Uh, 617-65-RIP-EM. 617-65-RIP-EM. Give me a call. Leave a voicemail. What's on your mind? Tell me, please. Leave a voicemail. Tell me my show sucks. Tell me my show's great. Give me a complaint that you have. Complain about your boss. You know, most people hate their fucking boss. Throw it on the voicemail. You know, I I won't even rat you out. I won't even say, unless I know your boss, in which case I'll be like, hey, dude, listen to this fucking guy. Or gal, which I doubt. They're a very penis-centric audience, probably. Um, but yeah, that's it for the program. Thank you, as always. I appreciate it. So, till next time, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Ta-ta.
speech. I am speechless. <laughs>